What does it take to become an elite 40K player? How do the top competitors overcome bad dice? The Competitive 40K Network presents Art of War Unbroken. Insight into the game plans of the top players on the planet with your hosts, Blake Law and the Art of War Coaches. Welcome to Unbroken, Sans, Mr. Blake Law, who gives all of the cool intros. So champions may lose, but they are never broken. And some other things. Right about now is when he usually trash talks me for about somewhere between three to five minutes. But I'm just going to say I'm an old man doing old man stuff, trying to make things work. I drafted in my guest host today. Let me stay at his home in Canada, even though I tried to steal so many things that he kept taking away from me. But I've got Mr. Richard Hughes here. What's up, brother? You waiting to play some World Eaters? I'm so excited for World Eaters. I know it's like a two-year journey, but I'm I'm ready to rock and roll, man. So my guest today is a long time. He's been around forever. I love this guy. Been doing things and stuff. Loving his Marines, punching people in the face with white scars for a while now. Pat, tell me all about you. Patrick McKinney. Tell me all of a sudden. What have you been doing lately, buddy? Tell me what you've been crushing. Playing a lot of white scars, traveling all over the planet, you know, everywhere that's open. We've been running and, uh, you know, getting into the the GTs. Uh, You know, the list is all a lot of a bunch of Vanguard vets and Melta dealing with the Tyranid threat. You know, better than so. I think you meant to say <laughs> Tiernid Menace. A complete menace. menace. He just yeah. he picked on. Menace. He just he just recently picked on one of my teammates at BFS teams. They didn't treat him right. There's there's hurtful. They sent me in the Marines. The white scars in the Marines ain't a good matchup for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bad things happen. Yeah. But uh, when did you start playing in 40k, Pat? Oh boy, I think I played my first tournament uh, in mid uh, fifth edition. Uh, I, I still remember that. I had a, uh, you know, a typical first round. No, no, what the hell's going on? You know, my land speeders out there, and my my, my baby marines running around with a unit of terminators, <laughs> and you know, they have no idea. You know, I love everything about it. So we're yeah. going to the Dallas Open, rocking it out. First big major, and this will basically this year for 2022 so there was a a huge amount of people tell me a little bit about the tournament what you were thinking when you were going into it and your tournament prep going into it well i think we had just come off the week before uh playing in new york at the team's event right Mm -hmm. and you know i was three and oh day one going into the things i should be fighting which was crusher and, and things like that with the the way my list is designed. And, but day two, I go into and I meet Eldar and Tao, and both were ridiculously hard to deal with and running away. So, you know, I I, I took that list and evolved it to try to meet the uh, Eldar menace and the Tao menace, <laughs> right, <laughs> with Marines. But I also got a little bit of boost with the armor contempt, right? So, the, you know, pretty much the list design was to, uh, you know, have just more bodies, right? I try to fit. No, just tell me the list. Rock, rock us through the list. Kind of run us through the list. Yeah, so basically basically what I did was uh, it always starts with uh, two land speeder storms, goes into, uh, you know, a rhino with the double melter squads, uh, you know, with the uh, cherubs so that we can get the 10 shots coming out the door. I had a couple of uh, bolter bikes in there, uh, you know, just trying to uh, maximize the units. 
so the heavy bolter bikes. Then I went into um, you know, basically three squads of vanguards, two 10-man strong, one storm shield each, taking, trying to deal with the, uh, you know, not having to pay for the extra storm shields. So I was able to combat squad under five units. Every unit gets one storm shield, so I got a good mobility. Uh, you know, the chainswords, great. You get an extra attack. I don't think they've ever hurt anybody. Maybe one wound. It's just the way it works. You know, it, feels nice. it feels nice to roll more dice, though. Yeah, and I got four more attacks. So either they're already dead or, you know what, I barely scratched their paint. That's, that's just how it works, um, depending on who you're hitting. And then, uh, you know, so I got them. And then I had the uh, my con on the bike with the spear, um, you know, playing with the, him and the lieutenant's warlord traits to try to make him more survivable. Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, a captain on a a space marine captain is the biggest bitch in the game, you know, the little girls. <laughs> it's just unbelievable to me, you know, five attacks. Oh, great. Oh, he's such a beast. And that's only if he charged. Um, you know, I, I don't know what GW's thinking. You know, this is goddamn space marine captain. He should be bringing heat. But, you know, what are you going to do? But you know what? He gets the re-rolls in on the Melta. That's what he's there to support. And every now and then he's on the Wrath of Heavens. So he can jump over and hurt somebody's feelings. He's also, you know, rocking the OPSEC, uh, which is imperative. And, you know, now I give him, uh, you know, the the white scar upgrade. So he gets a D3 extra attacks. So I'm nice. spending a little bit of CP on him that I freed up. Uh, by, um, and, then, and then I have, uh, you know, Lieutenant. He's got the armor and Dominibus and a set of lightning claws and a jump pack. So he can also you know, Voltron out and try to chop something down at the end. You know, if you got this single unit or a unit of three surviving and trying to hold down a, an objective, Lieutenant can go out and, and, and create some problems, you know, just like the old days when we used to Voltron out of the, uh, you know, the giant command squads that we would build yeah. <laughs> and whatever, every now and then you got to just get out and touch the board or, you know, hide back and buff the uh, contentor, Mortis contentor with the uh, Volkites or whatever. You know, because a lot of times, even when I lost my captain early, and even at that tyranny game when I when I won a hundred to whatever it was, um, you know, the captain got murked in like turn two. <laughs> well, my dreadnought, he just he, that's he just throwing that guy out there. Just figure it <laughs> yeah. out, man. You're disappointing. I'm not well, even you know what? just disappointed. He, yeah, whatever. He he don't live. You know, one out of every ten engagements, he survives. It's a miracle. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's yell louder. Well, so you said that um, you specifically did things in your list to fight Eldar and Tau. Like, what was it? Just the MSU, or what specifically? Well, was it? it's it's more unit. I added two units of scouts from the New York list to this list, so that when the land speed of storms got struck, that the scouts would spill out, and yeah. you know, still, uh, you know, uh, without the the oath of moment and things like that, you know, you got to be able to hold the middle, and it, God forbid you go first, which is a really anti you know, selection, at least the, the speeder could get shot out and then knocked down. I think some of the biggest tech, and, and when I added the, the um, two land speeder tornadoes to the list with the Melta mm. and the uh, the Flamers, which were useless, were to deal with that Tyranid threat. And it actually worked because you jumped the, the two speeders up there coming up with that big 30 wound bomb or whatever. And you played, uh, I think it's called the Armor of Contempt, where you ignore our mortals of five. You know, mm. them speeders survive. You know, hmm. it's a miracle. You got to roll some fives, but you know what? You stupid Eldar's do it to me all the time. 
Well, all the fives, uh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, occasionally the speeders survive. And that's also the tech behind the land speeder storm. One, they move fast as fast as all get up. If I need to go touch something, I could, I could uh, advance that thing. You can't really shoot. But then he, he assaults something silly like that you put in the, in the middle of the table and, and manages to survive. You know, I'm getting the two points, plus I didn't fall back, blah, 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 you know, that type of thing. So I think the speeder tech has been really useful into the psychic meta. Like, I, I think uh, when, when I'm going into, like, uh, you know, the heavy psychic armies, like the Zeech and, and, the, and the Tyranid and, and the Eldar, in some extent, those speeders do a ton of work. Uh, by, you know, sucking up the psychics. And, and that's, that's why they never leave the list. As a matter of fact, I said, Brad, a new list, my evolution. He called me a fool. I think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like Brad. You know what? More speeders and more guns. When I take my Marine list, though, I instantly add that speeder in before I do anything else. Yeah. Because that boy is amazing for move blocking, stranglehold,s getting steered on. I mean, getting your oath, yep. hiding behind stuff. That guy's MVP a lot, man, because a lot of times you're playing the Tyranid Menace again. You, you don't want that Malice Scepter move. You can be yep. an inch away from that guy. He's not a character. He's not going anywhere. All of a sudden, you you get a whole turn uh, you know, to get ready to maybe hit some stuff, to punch that Hive Tyrant, to do something, basically. Yep. Pat, do me a favor on this, because a lot of people don't know how it works. Tell me how the, the Devastator Rhino works with White Scars, because that thing is basically has infinite range and yeah. a lot of people just have no idea how why it does that yeah so i i think the most important thing and i think what it is and i barely use it the way you know uh, uh, you know uh the way most of them do is the threat of what it can do that dictates the battlefield you know what i mean and just like when i was a, a young soldier many moons ago uh you know small unit tactics you know what i mean i played my 40k just like i trained you know um small unit operations, this bike speeders, that, that type of thing. You see me play, uh, you know, you might be sitting through a situation report or, or a mission brief, uh, the way I play my army into, you know, kind of, this is, that's no joke, right? You know, that's the, the Vanguard, small hitting units, fast, you know, um, same thing. And so like the, the Rhino is actually there more as a deterrent. One, if you really mess up and put something juicy, I'm going to hit you with everything. But basically, you could play, uh, so you can move the Rhino, you could, uh, you know, double move the Rhino for two CP, you could play a White Scars as a stratagem, you could play on the transport that allows its units to uh, disembark, and then they can fire, right? And mm. then also, you could pay an additional CP on a single unit uh, to have one advance and fire at full effect, because heavy weapons then count as assault weapons. Nice. So the, the ability to really move out and, uh, you know, uh, create a, a whole lot of problems for something big and silly in the, in the front lines. And, and like I said, I, I tell every opponent, hey, look, if you want to move this guy cause, or this, this unit, I can, this is what I can do. And it's more there to dictate the battlefield and get me a little more uh, beneficial setup, you know. Um, I, I know we've played a few times, but I, I, I like to layer my attacks you know what i mean any marine player that just runs in and you know like the blood angels all the time run in and try to smash everything all at once if you do that you're dead you know you gotta <laughs> yeah you gotta control the battlefield especially against these armies you know the the, the eldar ridiculousness with the, every unit moves and runs away now the tyranids do it they don't you can't fight them back because all this stuff they come up they spit at you with their venoms and bullshit 
and then, and then zip out of nowhere and you can't even engage with them. So I'm noticing a trend of, of hatred of nids in this uh, podcast here. I think it's more of a hatred of everybody that tries to that doesn't really fight, just pokes and leaves. Yeah. Override, fade, fire, fade. Bara, whatever. You know. Bara. <laughs> Ridge is a huge fan of Bara. I hate Bara so much. I know you out there love him, right? He hates playing against them. This is a good one of this man. Rich basically effectively sacrificed tons of points in the game because I gave him an opportunity to kill Baharoth, but in to kill Baharoth, he effectively had to abandon an objective. <laughs> just abandon the objective yeah. just to make sure he died. I He's still like, hold I true to that was the right place. He's like, I don't even care. He's like, I'm yeah. just killing him. He's I'm just like, you, you left an objective. He goes, I don't care, man. He's dead and I feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't have sent my captain in because one Baharoth would live and my captain would die. You know, yeah. Space Marines. There you go. I love everything about this. Well, let's talk about your opponent's list real quick. Let me read through it. You're playing Jason. So he was yep. playing uh, Kraken List, which is crazy because those guys can go real fast. It's Ricky Bobby style. Yep. So he's got a Tiered Prime, a Neurothroped, a Winged Hive Tyrant, the menace of everything. He's got a big old unit of nine warriors, 10 men, unit of Hormigants, a unit of four warriors, Death Leaper, three Pyrovores, three Venom Thropes for the minus one to hit. A Moloch, a big old unit of Raveners, and two two Exocrines and a Harpy. So going into the into the game, what mission did you play, and how did you feel about this? Were you confident? Were you not confident? And what kind of well, board? This was, um, you know what I mean. I, I had been built to mainly fight the uh, the Crushers, right? So and then, you know, and and I'm feeling like, all right, how am I gonna deal with Tau and Eldar? And and I, and it seemed it felt like I played Tyranids every single round of the of the tournament. You know what I mean? Almost, to tell you the truth, I looked through your rounds. You were, yeah. There, there was a lot of different bugs. Yeah. Well, I started figuring it out. You know what I mean? And it, you mix them in with GNC, GSC. Yeah, they're going to score their points, but that got a lot easier for me to deal with. You know? Um, but I, I think that this was my first mission into this type of build, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to feel it out, figure it out. I think I took a Border Witch, uh, Stranglehold, and R&D. No, that's, uh, that was Z. Hold on. This is round three, right, Jason? There yep. we go. Yeah, I took a Border Witch, uh, which I think I got nine points. I took Bring It Down, I got nine points. And Stranglehold, I scored 12. Um, and I, and I did, the problem is, I don't remember exactly uh, it was data scribe, so I had no center objective. And I didn't mm. want to get spread out and just lose units for no reason. So that's why uh, I went away from Oath. Uh, he took uh, Engage, Psychic Interrogation, which there's no way to get away from because he flies that stupid uh, Hive Tyrant up and yeah. then runs him away. So, you know, <laughs> either I got a Hide or I got an Engage. So, you know, when they do that against me, even though I have two characters, you know what I mean? They got to be in position, right? So what was um, your thinking going into this? Like, what was your what was your game plan and how did you feel about it? Well, I, I knew that, you know, with all, with the big monsters that he had, they got to die or I'm going to lose. And the same thing with the the Witch, because if he's able to, you know, they're, they're also psychic monsters and he had a lot of little uh, casters, right? So, and then uh, Stranglehold, uh, you know, I was able to do pretty decent on that. So I, I knew I had to be around the battlefield or I would just get run over, you know? So, and that often, uh, in a mission like that, I'm able to, you know, hold down the three objectives the way the table was set up 
and then I know I'm always uh, scrapping for the fourth one, right? So he would bring a unit up, silly, I advance and charge, I, I would take in and uh, use my CP to put things into um, assault doctrine if need be, and then shoot and assault that fourth objective. And uh, for the most part, I was relatively successful because I was able to get uh, 12 out of the 15. So I, I was able to, to continue to, um, you know, fight over that fourth objective. I think I only missed it once. And it was a good scrap. I, I think at the, at the end of the game, he pulled it out. It was like the fourth, you know, it was like a, a late fourth or, or fifth, um, fifth turn victory for him. You know, it was, it was touch and go the whole way. You know, he did like most of them do. They they brought that uh, harpy up, and it, and you know, I kill it. I see you bring anything on my table; it's dead. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, they, they just don't understand what's about the house. <laughs> yeah, um, you know that's I love that when they when they bring what's that big stupid monster that ignores all the terrain? Their big giant one. They they always run them up Jimmy at Karen. you. Or Jimmy Karen, yeah, 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 Jimmy Karen, yeah, they, you know, don't do it. Um, but, you know, then that was the game plan. It was like, bring down the monsters, support a witch, and stranglehold. I, I think, um, you know, in, in retrospect, uh, a boar was probably a bad choice, you know, given the score. Bring it down at nine. You know, I killed the monsters. One got away. It would have been 12. What, were you so done, I, what, I were you, that, what would you have done instead? Well, I, I think the real, the loss there was him able to uh, harry the battlefield earlier and deny me some primary. I, I think at that game, I ended up with 21 primary, and that was where the game was lost. I, I think secondaries, he had a 30. Um, you know, in turn one, I held him to four. I, I, uh, I completely shut him out in round three. He had shut me out in round three, uh, you know, because it was a hold two. I was going to say, it's a, um, hold, it's a hold two for five, so. Yeah, exactly oh, right. Uh, yeah, so the the whole twos and you know I'm even with 17 units, that's not a lot of units compared to some of what I'm fighting. So every single placement for me is is incredible. Every piece of move is so critical. You know, uh, if I, you know, the, the reality of it is most of these armies are so nasty. You make one mistake, it's game over. You know, mm -hmm. forget to uh, place a unit, forget to pile in. You know, don't cover your your uh, your 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 proper, um, you know, screening screens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the next thing, you know, it's like that mistake. It's, it's a critical game. I think this was just a brawl and the lack, this is the first time I played into the new Tyranid. Um, and I, and I think that was a lack of experience as you can see by some of my later performances. Uh, I was just to say this. yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you learn from this game? Because you did well in the Tyranids later in the tournament. Because you, yeah. you put, and you put some big points up later on. So, what yeah. what basically did you get from this game that you carried in that you did differently? Yeah, well, I think it, um, you know, the whole two. It's that's why reasons why I don't do like R and D and things like that. Basically, I have very uh, valuable assets. I don't have the the fluff can run around and hold stuff because everybody needs to be doing something, either attacking, setting up for attacking. Or, you know, having to advance to control the battlefield to keep them out of my juicy bits, you know. Um, <laughs> so that's and that's just the way the army plays. It, 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 it's, you know, that's that's the true reason I get so much enjoyment out of it is because, you know, it's not super powered, even though some people like, damn, this army, this is terrible. You know, and, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. 
the Sicilia Space Marine. Uh, but <laughs> the, 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 the thing, I think what I learned the most out of it is, well, I think that some of the later missions, I was able to get my oath. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was able to get, um, you know, stranglehold almost every game, oath almost every game. You know, uh, the ones that the ones that hurt are the whole two missions, things like that. You know, is is oath that much of a marine crutch? Maybe it's a question for both of you. Well, I, I think what oath gives you is a lot of interaction, right? Because if in most of these fights, if I don't kill their characters, yeah. right, I'm going to probably end up losing. So that's a point, right? Okay. So the the problem with oath in my army is I'm always falling back, right? If the dude yeah. survives; he did his job. That one marine needs to run out. He's leaving away. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, they, you're leaving best, that point on the best, table. Yeah, yeah, the best day I ever had was you know some of that. I think I think in this game, my my thought process, now that I'm thinking back, was not doing uh, engage on all fronts. You know what I mean? Because it's a hold two, so no matter what, I got to be spread out. And number three, I'm fighting for that fourth objective, so I know I've got bodies in that area, okay. right? So I, I, you know that would have been an easy twelve points. And depending on the, you know, the, at the end of the battle round, there wasn't one game where I was wiped off the table. You know, every one of them was a scrap. Everyone was a fight right until the end, you know, where I was just, you know, outbodied or, you know, silly, silly thing. And I, I think in retrospect, the, the mistake was not doing enough engage, you know, because okay. engage is not always a big fight and you can lose it early because sometimes if you go out there, you're dead. You know, mm-hmm. which is what, what I think I was worried about, but I definitely would have got twelve or fifteen or or denied something. I'm always worried sense. about engage. Yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love and hate engage at the same time because it does force you to play a certain way or not score points because you're you got to at least be out there in three quarters. So that means that you're you're extending yourself out, and your opponent knows you're going to extend yourself out. But sometimes it's a super easy points though you know what i mean because you end up being there anyways so i hate the games when i don't take it then i notice that i've been in all four quarters for you know three turns in a row going man i can (laughs) i get a max this bad boy and now now i'm i'm taking something else you know what i mean i'm trying to i'm trying to perform uh what uh pierce the veil what do i have no something i've never ever taken in my life (laughs) (laughs) but here you go i'll ask both of you on this as a random side what's the worst secondary in the game Oh, I can't use for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what Pierce Deville is. <laughs> That's some of them DDAR play or whatever. I have no idea. It, it's a psychic that you're not going to get. But <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's the psychic you don't take because of the fact that it's real hard and the other ones are real easy. <laughs> so. Yeah, psychic interrogation is a no brainer. Matter of fact, that's the tech I was using in, in that custodies list I played the week before. And then I, sometimes I think that, uh, you know, how important to me is a board of witch, you know, into a thousand suns, into gray knights, it's an automatic. It's right? huge. It's 15 of them. Um, and, and it's always that. And that's why there's no psyker in my list. In the Centurion days, I would play the, uh, you know, the, the, the drop in librarian with the, with the Terminator armor, and he would jump in, he would send the Centurions in to do his job, and then he would die. You know, and that's pretty much how how he all said. But those are the armies when I played that style was when you would automatically take engage on all fronts and all that, because that's the way that the army works. Typically, the speeders are hiding back and jumping forward and, and doing the, uh, the things. But then they can't be within six inches of the center, which is another reason on old games why you don't do engage. 
you know, because then you then can't be in the center and right. in there, and then you have too many exposed units. Right, and you get you're, a t- you end up getting it. You have to expose two for one at that point in time. I get you on that yep. for sure. I, I do like strangle. I take strangle a ton just because yep. I feel it's because it it also doesn't have to just be the middle on that. It's just any three at that point in time. So I do love yep. taking strangle just because if you're not taking three objectives, well. You're probably getting your ass kicked. So at that point in time, it doesn't matter. The only, the only time that doesn't come to the table is if I got two giant units of Terminators that that can be OPSEC, right? I got you. Um, and, it, the, and that happened to me in Vegas. Uh, I think it's the only game I lost to Dark Angels. And it was just perfect. He got second turn. He was able to run his brick up, you know what I mean? And every now and then, you just can't pick him up. And then we both had oath, and he got second, and that was the reason for that loss. You know, usually there's one or two things you can point to. You know, dice are always dice. You know, every now and then you'll get that one game. It's just like, oh my god, <laughs> but not very often. Yeah, you gotta live. I got I got the punished by the dice gods after I made a mistake over the weekend. So I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah like it was. An, I I literally looked at it and go, I'm gonna be my own guest this week. Because I, yeah. I made a pretty big move. I left an opening, and then my opponent made a long charge, and then I failed 20 and 21 saves. And I looked, and we both look. I go, those are cold dice, but you know what? If I would have just not been a lazy idiot, it wouldn't have mattered. So yeah. this is all my fault still, because I should have been yeah. rolling zero of zero saves because I didn't block out. I didn't screen. So yeah. it's one of those things where everybody's like, oh, the dice went bad. You're like, did the dice go bad? But did you need to be there in the first place? That's like what I always kind of get, try to get where yeah. we get from. Hey, since Blake's not here and he can't yeah. steal my catchphrase. Oh boy! Over the weekend, what was what was the MVP unit and who's on the chopping block after the weekend? Mm. Well, I think the, even though the the value of the um, the uh, the dreadnought is there, um, I, I think he's the one that goes. So what I'm doing is. Uh, uh, I added more speeders, made some adjustments to their thing. I'm trying that new speeder to get a little more melta. I'm dropping the uh, the attack bikes. You know, they were fun and useful, but having that, uh, you know, I think I'm adding one of them new primary speeders in there with the ten wounds because uh, he's carrying melta and a couple of missiles, so which may help reach out farther and touch something uh, with the with the missiles early. And then, so the the speeder bikes is out. The uh, the dreadnought is out. I added another unit of vets because I think that their ability to move around the table and control battlefield, um, you know. And when I was playing the Eldar in uh, round eight, um, you know, they just get away, right? I have enough melted to deal with any big threats in one turn. So now it's all right. I need uh, so the tornadoes. I drop the heavy flamers because they're short range. And if you make a mistake in, in placement or can't get to somewhere where you need to hit something, I think the twelve uh, assault cannon shots pay much more dividend. You know, mm. in addition to the melted. So that's the you know I need a unit to go outflank and touch something or you know advance and pay the CPs on to to get the firing off. You know what I mean? That that I think that's a more effective. So what I did was, you know, basically drop the weaker units, add the faster, tougher units, and uh, you know, put some more of that, uh, you know, armor tech into my game uh, for nice. ignore mortals because that's really what the CP is getting spent on. I don't have. Uh, oh, and then I added. Uh, I when I dropped the dreadnought, I added the uh, the infiltrators so I could get the 12-inch bubble, ignore the first wound type thing to hold the backfield. 
and keep people out of deep strike range. And also this, um, the, the, there's so much GSE and Tyranid and, and outflank stuff that that unit's able to hold back and at least screen my home objective. So that denies them that one R&D, right? Mm. Uh, they're that's spread a, out. So it's a big deal, though, man, because a lot of these games yep. come down to those last couple points and just deny yeah, it. It really uh, is. Or it's a big deal. And especially when you got the GSE, they can come in at six inches, don't care, right? That puts them out of their assault range, you know, um, you know things like that. And probably with the chaos coming in, and all the you know all the uh, tech that they're gonna have with their warp talons and whatnot, same animal, right? They can come yeah. anywhere they want. They're getting an eight-inch charge, you know, re-rollable, like you know, like all the marine strats are the same, right? No, no, yeah. wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got the I got I got two things. First is yep. to answer a question that Brad asked. The worst secondary, Brad, is aerospace targeting relay. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Man. No one knows know what either. that is. It's awful, and I can't make it work. So <laughs> that's <laughs> also, uh, my next question is Marines in the current meta. So are you going to stick with them? Are you going to move on to something new and shiny going on? Well, they, you know what? I picked up the custodies and I played one event, and I was thinking to myself when I was playing that event, I think I went five and one. You know, I was just uh, practicing at a, at a small GT. Yeah. And the one game I lost, I could have uh, I could have easily won. I think I just misplayed it, being a new army. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's it's hard not to get addicted to those strats. I can see why you guys jump around so much. Because I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he jumps around. I do not yeah, jump I'll around. Yeah. No I'm loyalty like, this, right here, baby. This, no loyalty. This, this could be addictive. You know what I mean? Um, what did so, you, do you know, I worked lately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though they got nerfed up, right? They're still way better than Marines. I, I, I'm, I'm excited that they're gonna drop this uh, another chapter approved and give away the free points. I'm just praying. That, you know, they just gave us the armor. The armor was good, and I don't even give a shit about having a strat, man. But what I wish is they would just give us our points back that yeah. they took. You know, my list right now is down uh, approximately 190 points or 170 points on average based off the when I won the major last year, I won it with a battalion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was not any one broken unit. It was just a good balance of combined arm, a little speed, a little melt of, you know, some plasma decimators or whatever they call them, the stupid jumpy plasma guys. Inceptors, um, baby. I have so many of them. Except- or yeah. I so wish um, they were still there for me. Yeah. Stop being so yeah, expensive. At, at 300 points, how do you do it? Right? 15. Oh, it's, it's crazy. 15, yeah. Let's let's go into the breadning. Well, you know what? We got part one down. Let's go into the breadning. We're going to go into the secret tech. We're going to talk about how what you're doing in the future, how to win with those Marines right now, and what do you think you're going to be pressing on? whether it's custodes or the scars. So yeah, I'm definitely, you know what? I'm definitely staying at, at scars, right? Um, nice. You know, there's, there's no way out. You know, I, I got, if I, no if I showed you, if I showed you around my, in my, in my uh, lab here, I have a giant army of mechanicus, you know what I mean? Played it messing around. It is beautiful. And I have a giant <laughs> army of custodies and I have a giant army of space wolves. I got a, a decent amount of sisters. I got, you know, I have every chaos, Legion. I have a Zeech, beautiful. I got uh, Magnus. I got Mortarian. I got all this Death Guard, all 30k, all beautiful. Um, and I just gonna stop you know, army hopping, baby. Stop <laughs> army hopping. <laughs> well, you know what? When I played the Custodies, what a couple of weeks ago, I was like, wow, this is awful addicting. And then I brought my white scars to Dallas because that's what I play. 
you know I love it. I'm, I'm i'm just known and there's got to be a way and i you know what it really is i like playing everything i do i do i try to do an expert right because mm-hmm. uh, either i'm a mental midget or whatever <laughs> I, I don't know but you know what it's more of a challenge playing you know what when they made marines so good you had to jump around and mix it up but i still did you know what i mean I like I like playing with these little minor adjustments and tech, you know, like, and it seems by the time I finally settle on a list, GW turns around and smacks, you know, <laughs> like when, when we were all doing the, the triple psyker with the three different guys. And by the time I came around to a list that I went, you know, uh, one and one, like two or three events in a row and all of a sudden they whacked me the fire Raptors. That was great. You know, and usually that's, uh, that stuff where like all the team tournaments, you know, I, I got six and oh, six and oh, five and one, you know, that's, uh, those were, you know, those things play and it, it's easy to hide someone and move them around, but I'm always the guy I'm like, uh, I don't care where you put me, just throw me out there, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> but right now it's trying to deal. Yeah, yeah. So, so, all right. So for the second part, you have to be in the war room, the art of 40 K.com. I'm pretty sure I said that correctly. And we will be back. What? I, look at he likes in charge of this. I'm the pretty face to take care of things, honey. <laughs> Let's do this. So we'll be back for you guys. We'll be back in about two seconds. For everybody else, we'll be back in a completely different second part. So yeah. thanks everyone for hanging out. Like what you just listened to? Check out Art of War and the Art of War Down Under podcast on the competitive 40K network. The Art of War 40K.com. 